Good morning, listeners. It is currently 25 minutes past four in the morning. I have been awake since, well, just after two o'clock. And I am on my third or fourth cup of coffee already. So, yeah, the joys of being a father. <laughs> and that's where every bloke who's already a father would just start laughing and going, yep, know that feeling. I would like to say it was because little one woke me up, but it's not. I've kind of got into this habit now of waking up every so often just to make sure that she's still where she's supposed to be basically you know I just got into that habit you know because it's a new life it's precious so I've been downstairs now I've been running through this through my head what I could talk about what I could do so basically guys what I want to do is to reassure you and just to run through what you will what will happen what to do and what will happen and why I am now at this stage at four o'clock in the morning oh, drinking gallons of coffee so I know with our podcast what we're going to do is we're going to go through each stage each trimester with myself and with Jenny and we will go into more details about how everything what you need to do what is your partner going to do so it's for for both of you really and it's going to be beneficial for everybody about our experiences throughout the whole process and what it's like now four months into parenthood so gentlemen how where do i start let's let's start from the very beginning shall we so you've just found out your partner is pregnant you're over the moon you're ecstatic we didn't actually tell anybody to begin with because we wanted to wait until all the scans were done or we had like the first few scans and then we could tell everybody but once I've received that news that was it my whole outlook on life completely changed because whereas before where I was a I want to say carefree I just I didn't worry so much about everything I was very laid back with my approach for life that was it that was me but once I had that news that we were expecting my whole outlook changed it was not about me it was about my family my soon-to-be family that that's how I still out now my, everything that goes on now in my life if I think it's not going to suit or be any beneficial to my family I don't worry about it so I received the news and guys this is where you need to should we say step up now so 
I received the news and the first instant thing I did was to start planning. Well it's probably the more, more I would say the most difficult part of it is to get I got the baby room done. So I decorated, I went and bought the cot, I bought the changing area, I changed the table and the mat. We already had a wardrobe. But guys, make sure you've got a wardrobe because once you announce that you are you you your partner is expected the amount of clothes that you will get is unbelievable because especially if you've got uh, family members or friends who have children already they will go perfect I've got all this excess clothes here let's give it to them they can use it you will basically end up with probably enough clothes to well clothe Africa but make sure you got all that I, I didn't really have an awful lot to do with clothes I bought new stuff you know stuff that I thought was really nice and cute and I could think because it was at that point where we found out we were having a girl that's when I started to go a bit crazy with buying stuff clothes wise and teddy bear wise but before that I did the room before we knew I finished the room before we knew what the sex was going to be so I did it in like a neutral colour which was yellow and I did it woodland themed and it's like uh, hot air balloons and everything going around there's a sun rising in one corner and at night time you'll see the moon as well in one corner of the room which is a glow in the dark one and it's got glow in the dark stars around it so it all looks really quite nice very proud of myself on that one so once I got the room done it was that was more of a distraction really it was at that point then when I started to focus more on on Jennifer and her needs and what else I could get in advance so like I bought the I bought the sterilizer I bought the, the bottle maker for if you're going to be uh, bottle feeding with formula I bought that bought the breast pump for Jennifer so that was it I got everything ready everything was done the only problem I had was different types of products that are out there there's so many different it's terrifying especially when I don't know if you guys have ever watched I think it was the Hurt Locker where he's bomb disposal and he's just come back from Iraq or Afghanistan wherever he was and he's now got to go back to family life where he's there stood in the aisle just looking at all the multitudes of cereal of what wants to pick and that was the same for me and it was uh, scary when you stood there looking at nappies the different types of bottles and everything it was horrendous excuse the clicking it's my mouse button I've already done this podcast once before and it all went horribly wrong and it just kept on freezing into everything oh god so you, you've done what you can so far alright then you need to start looking at 
basically look at the apps. Apps is another way to go. I used it. There's loads of apps out there. There's so many on the market. Uh, but we will go through each one. But I use one as well. We'll go into more detail about this as well on our next podcast. But I use one for called uh, Daddy Up. Uh, basically, you are a lumberjack and your partner is a lumberjill. And it's a very funny app. It's so helpful. It goes through checklists of each trimester of what you need to do. There's so many different features on there and it's it's brilliant. It would made the whole experience funny and enjoyable from my, from my point of view. So I'm gonna give you a quick quick look. So this is day 105 and it's the trimester is called the mountain. And it's a steep and rocky mountainside. Steep as in nearly vertical and rocky like the pillow you sleep on at night. So then you get things like Lady Clues. So you you you're looking at what what you, your partner is going through, and then you get like uh, this week, your cub is the size of a tree frog, and has crazy legs. It's stupid things like that. There, you know, they're comparing your little one to the size of a, a frog. You know, <laughs> and you know, they give you tips as well on what to do, and some of these are really funny. Uh, but some of them are really good so like Jenny's hormones are constantly changing be aware this can affect her emotions don't take it personally but then you get also on there you get a, a log as well so I get the daily log or a weekly log of each stage and I can I've still got this app four months after she's born and I, I still look back on it and uh, that's it, you know, it just gives me, and we have fond memories now, but it was just really funny at the time. So, but yeah, you've gone through your app. So now at the point now where your partner is going through everything, she's going through changes, her whole body is changing. And there you go to like the uh, ultrasound scans. I went for the, I think it's the first three to find out when we found out what the sex of the, our baby was going to be and that everything was fine and that she was all healthy and fit basically. After that I didn't worry so much about it because I knew everything was fine. There's always that concern that there's going to be something wrong so probably like a, a Down syndrome or something you know. But after that I then let Jenny's mother go to one scan and then one of her friends went with her as well so she's been a friend with us for a very long time and so she will be godmother eventually when we get out of this bloody coronavirus lockdown and have her christening so you've done your scans everything's fine you want you you have to go you need to go to the antenatal courses do that with your partner it's mostly focused on the mothers but there is some good advice in there for first-time fathers as well so that's always a good thing 
once you've done the antenatal classes, you're at home. You've, you've prepped as much as you can. Everything is ready. You can't do any more in the house. Enjoy your time with your partner. Remember, if she can't go out as much, she's getting to that stage where she finds it difficult to walk. So just do, just do little things to help out. Okay, little things like cooking her food for her, making she making sure she's watered. Sounds like a plant. Yeah, just try and make life as comfortable as possible for her. Especially like when she's trying to sleep at night. Just that extra support is always, always good for them. They, they, they appreciate it. So you're still at that stage and the big day is looming and you're into that final week and that is now at that point where you, you're starting to get a little bit nervous. Yeah, nervous. Let's go with that. I was still at work. Obviously, Jennifer had finished for her maternity leave at that point. And you literally just spent, I spent that whole week waiting for a phone call. Thinking, oh crap, it's going to happen soon. We, we had our date, which was the on the 20th. And that week running up to it, we were waiting. So, um, nothing much happened throughout that week thankfully uh, Jennifer was then due to be uh, going to be induced but on the Sunday night oh no Sunday morning at 3am in the morning her waters broke so you can imagine Sunday morning 3am little lady was not born until Monday 6am we were in hospital for 27 hours and I'll tell you something guys especially all you first time fathers and, and I'm pretty sure every other dad out there now will agree with me on this one you will never feel more useless than what you will do on that day depending on what she's your partner has chosen you know the technique of birth because or style well, I can't look at the word it's too early in the morning to think of stuff at the moment but so there's there different types of birthings methods in there so you've got the one where she give birth in a swimming pool or the one that Jennifer chose was a hypnobirthing so whenever she was in pain or contraction deep breaths and then she would imagine that she was off somewhere on a beach, somewhere peaceful, somewhere quiet, somewhere tr tranquil, basically. So there's not a lot I could do for her at that point because she had everything sussed out. She was doing her breathing techniques, closing her eyes and going off and everything like that. Excuse me a second, hang on. Coffee, gotta have a cup of coffee. So she was doing all of that. Yeah, you were feeling, 
I couldn't do nothing. I felt useless. The only thing I was actually good at for this whole 27 hours was making sure she was hydrated. And that was it. Going to the canteen, going to the kitchen in the maternity ward and just topping up the water bottle and that's it. That's all I could do. I just literally just sat at a table throughout the whole process because you won't be able to do an awful lot. The midwives will take over and they will make sure that your partner is comfortable throughout the whole process. So I just pretty much just walked around. I went off, I don't know how many times I went and visited Costa, but who knows. I pretty much replaced, and still am, I still have actually, I replaced my entire blood supply with coffee and possibly Red Bull at the same time as well. So, we're now obviously in the hospital. We've been there 27 hours then then six o'clock on a Monday morning, a little lady is born. Uh, it was done through C-section, but we will go into more detail about that. And it's now at this point, guys, where you are, I don't, don't be afraid to let your emotions show. Yes, I know we're men and we don't, don't we do that, but Jesus Christ, did I break down? Oh, I just completely broke down in tears. Oh, I was hysterical. I wouldn't say I was hysterical. It was more joy, relief that little one was fine. The mother was okay. Jennifer was completely off her head on drugs probably at the time, so she looked all right. She looked happy actually, spaced out completely. But little one was born. I heard that cry for the first time, and oh, that was that was gone. I couldn't, I couldn't even stand up. We had a, a training midwife with us, and she was amazing. She was really good. She she helped me stand up and everything, <laughs> just to have a look. So yeah, she was really amazing. Um, after little one was born, you still can't do an awful lot because midwives are still looking after because obviously it was a c-section so baby had to be monitored mother had to be monitored father we just sat in a corner out the way again um you, you st i think it was about uh, 33 hours before i at least had i want to say a nap i probably had about an hour of sleep so you know, by that time then I rang up both sets of parents to inform them that they were now grandparents and just making sure that partner was comfortable she was sat in a decent position because obviously she'd just been cut open and, and that baby was fine as well being fed and it was also where I started to change the nappies as well. So that whole process went fine. We had usual visitors and everything started. People started to come in. Not so much on the first night because obviously Jennifer was absolutely just drained, absolutely worn out. You could see that <laughs> after all, you know, 
well, fair enough, what she's just been through. And now at this point, guys, is where you, you start to realize, especially when now you, you, you go home. When you take your, your partner and you take your little one home with you, that's when it really hits home because that, you, you're all safe at the moment because you're in the hospital so you've got midwives to help you and advise you now you're at home you got nothing like that our first night was so traumatic I had an hour of sleep and that was it and I can tell you now for a fact that at 5 o'clock in the morning I was down in bloody Tesco's panic buying formula and whatever else I could find as well because we're, we're going to this here as well so I'm like I just buy, find nipple shields for Jennifer the whole everything oh god Jesus Christ yeah traumatising is the only word because your little one can't talk to you you don't know what she needs you're, you're new to this whole thing so you don't know if she wants changing feeding holding whatever you know you don't know so you're just guessing at this but trust me give it time you will start to notice little signs of what they want and what they're looking for you would notice there's like different types of cries when she's tired when she's hungry or whatever you know you will notice this and it's you, you got to also remember right is I've always stuck with this ethos that I saw from ooh, that's a posh word um, basically I saw <laughs> ethos and now I'm going to ruin it by saying I saw a meme it was of Ryan Reynolds, a famous Canadian actor. Oh, no, a man crush or anything, but uh, he, he was being interviewed on one of their chat shows. I think it might be Jimmy Fallon. And they said, have you got any advice for new fathers? And he turned around and said, do the dirty work, change the nappies your partner has just pushed a, a human out of her she's done enough and I've always stuck with that so guys do even change the nappies now and again give your partner a break yeah she's gonna have a child literally stuck to her for several months and she's done enough give her a break but also do little other little bits and pieces because like I said when you when you sit down to have a meal or any kind of food whatever it is she will have a child attached to her so do what I've done I cut the food up I cut all of her food up into if it's something really nice like a really posh meal I will show her first what I've cut look here you go look at this this is a really nice posh food and it looks beautiful pre presented beautifully and then I will go and cut it all up into small bite-sized pieces give her a fork or a spoon because she will not have hands free to 
cut the food out for herself. So do that, alright? And also now it in the later stages what I do now is I try and eat my food before her so then I can have little lady and then mum could have it doesn't always work out that way depending on little lady's mood at the time because it's forever changing so we've got to remember guys right it's it is a scary it's daunting sometimes it can be absolutely terrifying but you have this little bundle of joy that sounds cliche but they will look to you for the future and they will depend on you so look after yourselves and look after them look after both of them your child your partner forget your social life forget going out with your mates because let's be honest with you you're going to be so tired you're going to be skint as well because you'd be surprised how much well you will have to uh, constantly spend out because it's not just buying food for yourselves now it's the never-ending supply of nappies although we have found some really good ones on Amazon we'll, we'll go into them as well basically I'll tell you now actually if you're going to look for nappies there's a variety of nappies that you can find they're called bamboo so it's B-A-M-B-O they are the best ones we've come across so far I want to say they've got kind of a more storage area for any poo we poo lots of poo we had one the other day where she had a poo and it went literally right off her back and yeah it was lovely very very yellow great fun that was that day so uh yeah just just enjoy your time guys all right you've got more responsibility now look after them and enjoy yourselves it is scary you will drink a lot of coffee you will be wandering around the house at four o'clock in the morning going what the hell am i doing but that's life now that is your life my social life not that i have much of social life is i don't really care now <laughs> my priority is my family and that's it so thank you for listening and like we said we will carry on with these podcasts we will go through each each stage of the pregnancy and what and then we will carry on with how our lives have been affected well, not affected but how our lives have changed and how we're coping with where we're four months into it now so i don't think we're doing too bad but if you ever feel alone because i know i did there are groups out there so look for your a group in your area because um, uh, we've got one in our area down here is the dorset dads and we've also got being dad 
as well so they're all local to us but find a, a further group within your area because they will have meetups as well and it's just really nice all right so you're not alone enjoy yourselves and enjoy your time with your little one okay so thank you very much for listening and we'll hear speak to you all again soon thank you very much goodbye